We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, hello there, and welcome to IB Nation Sports Talk. It's Mailbag Night. He's Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Steyers. I think we're both uh, a little dragon tonight. You had a Start. way busier day than you probably anticipated, I would imagine. Like Way. I, way busier. <laughs> I just, I watched your show today. Uh, oh, okay. And, or the afternoon show with you and Brian, because I wanted okay. to see how practice went. And it just... It absolutely amazes me <laughs> that it was supposed to be five periods, then it was eight, and then it was ten, and then hey, you know what? We're just gonna let you stay the whole practice. Like, yeah, that is nuts to me. It's just nuts. I don't. I do. I just. And I, I heard Brian's response. He, you know, he's happy because Friday was just supposed to be a walkthrough, and you, you know, you wouldn't get anything. And you know, we were all complaining. We only got one open practice. Totally get all of that. But like. It just amazes me that they think that we just wait around to just at their beck and call <laughs> change your life around. Basically, well, apparently, apparently we do. I know, you know? I know. You know, the, the thing is, they could have said you have five periods or half a practice, you know, which we thought going in, but we had to come back at nine forty anyway to do the interviews, the post practice interviews. Right. So that's true. You know, and as it turned out. I don't know if you saw this part of the afternoon show. Like, practice was supposed to end at nine forty, and it didn't end until after ten o'clock. So, of course. of course. So, like, if we had left and come back, we would have come back and then sat around and waited for twenty to twenty-five minutes. So, yeah, no, you're we right. Better, I guess we were better off just watching more practice. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. It, it's better to watch practice and be entertained than sit at Martin's and wait around, I suppose, or sit in the interview room and wait around. And, uh, you know, there's there's definitely things that you can count on in this world, right? Death, taxes, and not being on time for Notre Dame football practice. Like, right. they tell us to be there at a certain time. I don't even pay attention to that time anymore because we end up just sitting around in the lobby, staring at each other, waiting to get in. And it's never more than 15, 20 minutes late. You know, it's like, I don't know. They're Hurry never on wait. time. Hurry up They're, and wait. Yes, that's, that's always. Exactly, that's right. Always. That's right. That was the old army thing. Hurry up and wait. Everyone yep. got to be here. Got to be here early. Got to be here on time. And then you stand around and wait and wait and wait. <laughs> well, hit the like button on your way in. Let your friends know that we're here helping out 
Irish Breakdown. Subscribe to all of our different channels. And it's mailbag night, so it's on you. Bring on the questions, and uh, we'll do our best to answer them for you today. Um, we're getting a few trickling in right yeah. now. Look, start off, thanks to Anthony for the super chat. He said a little something for Sean doing double duty today. If only I got to pocket that, you know, the actual yeah, seriously. proceeds from the super chat. But no I doubt. do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We all get a little it piece of the to, pie there. It's yeah, it's like it's like bartenders and waitresses sharing yep. the tips. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. We pull it up and right. it all gets divvied out. That's exactly right. But thank you very much, Anthony. Of course, do appreciate it. Um Tommy was the first one here, so let's go there with him. Go. Did you guys notice if the offense is using more hot routes against the blitz, or is it still more built-in routes? I, I would say a, a mix, probably. Uh, um, I I wasn't paying quite as close attention to that today, but I like it, Saturday when they were doing a lot of the blitzing and stuff like that. I did notice, you know, like guys, you know, finding hot routes and and those kind of things. So. I think I think there is some evolution there potentially. Well, and it sounded like just listening to you guys because I, I I wanted I do want to put this out there. Uh, somebody asked for my opinion about practice. Tyler's Tyler misguided passion passion bang. I wasn't at practice because I was at work, and this was not a preordained full practice. Otherwise, I might have you know <laughs> you know gotten sick and had had to go uh, watch practice. I had no idea. Bit. I had no idea this is going to be a full open practice. I'm a little None disappointed about that. None of us did. And uh, so that that kind of probably why I was complaining because I really wanted to be there and I didn't know it was going to be a full practice. But either way, listening to what you guys were talking about on the afternoon show, it felt like there were more hot route type deals and the communication between Buckner and the receivers was better in that regard than it was with Hartman and the receivers. And that's just because they've been doing it together for a longer time. I mean, it makes, yeah. It, yeah. It makes perfect sense. But that's when that those miscommunications kind of come into play when you're doing, you know, you're cutting off routes and you're doing some different things and the quarterback knows what you're going to be doing before you do it. Makes sense that Tyler Buckner would be more on the same page as the receivers than Hartman was. So um, I think they were doing more of that than in the past. I do. Yeah. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com Irish. That's athleticgreens.com Irish. 
Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. John Murray, will Ryan Barnes get a shot at safety? I mean, look, at this point, and we've got a question later on about Clarence Lewis. Uh, yeah, you want to just safety. knock them both out right let's, now? Yeah, let's do it, because I think the answer is the same. But there's a week left right now uh, in spring ball, week and a half, and they haven't moved anybody uh, to safety. And so I'm going to go ahead and say it's not going to happen. I mean, I would be shocked if it happened in the fall. This is the time to experiment is in the spring, and they're not doing it as much as we think – that's the right move, and we think that that should be the move, and all of these different things. They haven't done either one of those things, to our knowledge. Correct. Correct. And so now, now we should say they haven't done it when we are there, because we're going to talk about absolutely Lorenzo. We're going to we're going to save the Lorenzo Styles talk for a little bit, but I'll just get this out right now on Lorenzo Styles. He did play some cornerback today. Um, apparently, he is had shown an interest in playing some cornerback. Um, he has done it before today, but today was the first day that we actually saw him play cornerback. Yeah. So just because we haven't seen some of these other guys play safety, maybe doesn't necessarily mean they haven't tried it. True. That, has, that also doesn't mean they have, but like we hadn't seen Lorenzo styles play corner before today. And apparently he's done it sprinkled in here and there at some different right. points. Yeah. So, so who knows? I mean, yeah. again, that's something I, we can potentially ask about. We're going to get to talk to Marcus Freeman and, and um, uh, Jared Parker and Al Golden Saturday after they have their big scrimmage at Notre Dame Stadium. So yeah, there's supposed to be a big there's scrimmage. a list of things that 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 are kind of uh, percolating right now that we can potentially ask about. Saturday would have been a great day to have an open practice, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, Just saying. That's right. <laughs> Anthony, for the first time in a while, Notre Dame has a good quarterback room, which is the one position, in my opinion, that has cost the school a big game and playoff win. So not necessarily a question. But but it's a good comment, but, which is why yeah. I start it, because I think this is this is right on the money. I mean, let's be honest. When Notre Dame's been in the playoff in the past, they've been a quarterback away from competing. I mean, they, they – Let's take the Clemson game in, what, 2018? Uh, let's talk about that one specifically, right? Defense was playing great that game. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had Clemson on the ropes, no doubt about it. Now, Clemson had the best quarterback in the country, and he ended up making a couple of plays when Notre Dame's best corner 
went out with an injury. So you got to tip your cap to that. The issue was they loaded the box defensively, Clemson did, against Notre Dame, and there was nothing Notre Dame could do about it. Yeah. And, you know, that's on the quarterback. They they had weapons on the outside. They had a great offensive, you know, pretty darn good offensive line. They, they should have been able to move the ball against Clemson, and Clemson just said, look, we don't think you can throw over our head. So we're going to load the box, and it worked. They could not move the ball. So – yeah, they're they they've been a quarterback away from having an elite team for a while now, and I think Anthony hit the nail on the head here. They have a really good quarterback room right now. I, I would feel comfortable with either first the first guy or the second guy, however that shakes out. Mm-hmm. I would be happy with either guy leading this team and feel good about the fact that the quarterback position is an elevated position from where it's been over the last ten years. I I can't remember a time when the position one through four is as promising and, and looks as good as it looks right now. Oh my gosh. Like night and day different side to side one through four last year and this year. I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah. And I mean, think about even two years ago and you know, when, when Jack Cohn was here three years ago when Ian book was here, like, you know, like who was competing with Ian book, you know, you know, like you go back before that, like, you had Brandon Wimbush and Ian Book. You had Deshaun Kaiser and Malik Zaire at the same time, but you know, like one and two even. And again, like just looking at the level of talent, one through four, can't remember a time when the quarterback room was. Yeah, like yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it on the show this afternoon. Like, okay, whether you flip one or two, or, or you know. It doesn't really matter to me at the moment, right? Well, who was one and who's two if you're comparing it to last year, right? So you've got last year it was Buckner, Pine, and Jelly, Paulus the third. Like that right. was your th- those were your four. This year it's Hartman, Buckner. So Hartman versus last year's Buckner, that's a win. Buckner versus last year's Buckner, obviously well, that's a win for Buckner this year. Buckner versus I mean. last year's Pine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then the second one, you've got either Buckner versus last year's Pine or Hartman versus last year's Pine. Either way, that's a win here. Angeli versus last year's Angeli. Obviously. And Angeli's actually looked Big pretty decent. He I mean, he's looked pretty and, and pretty decent. I was gonna for, say, and I think this year's Angeli gives last year's Pine uh run. Oh my gosh, yes. As well. Abs- I think his arm's stronger. Uh, than Pines was for sure this time last year. There's no doubt. Like that would be a competition two, three this time around if they were, if it was the same four. And then of course, Kenny Minchie versus Ron Paulus, the third, I mean, come on, man. Like that's, that's not even a competition. And with as good as Angeli is playing, I would argue that there's a decent chance by the end of the year. Now they're not going to have competition for who's going to be the third and fourth quarterback because somebody's going to go down and, you know, work with the scout team and, you know, that whole thing. But if it was all four of those guys all competing all year long, it would not surprise me in any way if Kenny Minchie became the third quarterback, you know, relatively quickly right. over Angeli. And that's nothing against Angeli, but it talks about the tools that Kenny Minchie has. And once he becomes comfortable in this offense and comfortable as a college quarterback, you know, the sky's the limit. So th- this quarterback room is completely different than it was last year. And two of the guys are the same. We're seeing between that Again, one through four, and then you're going to bring in CJ Carr next year, and it's going to continue. And they're just they're they're starting to stack talent. It, you know, we talked about it with the linebackers and the athleticism of the the young linebackers as well. And you, you're already seeing it starting with Benjamin Morrison last year 
with the cornerbacks. You're just going to see a continuation right. of that with this recruiting. You know, I, I realize Absolutely. there's some people outside who want to say that Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman, oh, you know, their recruiting really isn't that different. There, there is. There's, there's. Oh my gosh, there's that's a joke difference. and a half. You can I mean, see just, it on the field right now. You right. Know, they're Absolutely. not all going to be starting right now, but you, you can see it trickling in and you can see it start to stack and build on top of each other. I mean, and just look at, and and again, I don't blame Tommy 100% for the quarterback recruiting as he's been the quarterback's coach because everything had to go through Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, and I know this is, maybe this is going to make some people mad. I don't know. But Tommy Gunn says, who is competing with Ian Book? Nobody. And that was by design. Right. I, I I agree with that. Fair point. I really do agree with that. I don't think that, you know, our boy BK wanted to upset the apple cart. He wanted his, he wanted the winner, you know, to be the starter. And that was by design. I, I really do believe that, you know, and Ian book was good when he took over in 2018. They were really, really good when he took over in the middle of the season, just simple RPOs. And, you know, he was pushing the ball down the field, doing all kinds of stuff. He never got better. He actually regressed, in my opinion. But they won a lot of games because the of the nature became, of the schedule. The offense did become more consistent when you went from, you know, because Brandon Winbush was so sure. erratic. Obviously, a much bigger arm, but it was just so erratic with the short stuff. Yeah, that absolutely. It became, it became obvious that they had to make that switch. Yes. But you're absolutely, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fair point that there, there was no competition after that. Right. And we didn't get to see enough of, what a real Phil Jakovic competition sure. would have looked like that just didn't last long enough. Yeah. Yeah. For like a he myriad was, of reasons. He was, like, yeah. he was young and it, I won't say erratic, but you know, again, like if I com- compared the Phil Jakovic that I saw then to the guys I saw out there on the field today. Oh yeah. I would put, you know, just all the things that we talked about from the way the ball comes out of their hand, the consistency, you know, with getting the ball on target, throwing guys open, all those kind of things that all four guys that we saw today were yeah. ahead of where Phil was at that point. Oh, I agree with that. Totally. I, I, I think that the quarterback room is a thousand times better now than it was then. There's no, I mean, that's not even an argument, right? Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. I still think Phil should have gotten a shot after the Michigan game. I I'll still, I'll go to my grave on that one because it felt very similar to me when they replaced Ian or they replaced uh Wimbush with Ian because the offense right. was struggling, da, 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 da. it felt very similar. But then he's like, "Nope, stick it with Ian." Like it just, it felt, "Hey, man, what, what have you got to lose?" Like there is no he way is, the offense could look worse. Yeah, he had his guy point. at that point. But yep. yeah, it is what it is. Yep. No reason to rehash the old stuff. But the, <laughs> the, the bottom line is, the quarterback room is light years ahead of where it even was last year. And you know, top to bottom, one through four, than it's been since I can remember. Right. Our old friend Romluck, um, I've got a rule not to drink until I she- see Sean's face, and he pops up at 2 p.m. today. Needless to say, I'm hammered. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. It's awesome. <laughs> He's got the beer goggles on. That's right. Father David, at this point, is there a player you think could be a surprise starter this year? Hmm. A surprise starter? I would say this would be... The only one that I can think of right now, because of what we've seen from him, there would be two. Okay. Two guys. They would both be on defense. Okay. Now, I don't think this is probably going into the season, but, you know, could end up starting at some point. 
they were not guys we were talking about going into the spring. That would be Jason Onye at nose guard and um, Nolan Ziegler as well at uh, linebacker. Okay. Those would be two guys who were not on our radar a month ago who are on the radar, who are both going to, you know, they're, they're, I think they're both going to play quite a bit this season. Who was the they're first the, one? I was still thinking. Onye and Ziegler. Okay. Onye and Ziegler. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those would be good. Uh, I don't I think, think I think Howard Cross is still the guy at that's nose fair. guard. But yeah, I'm just saying, fair. because the way Onye is, has played so far, he's he's going to play quite a bit. I can't think of anyone else that would really fall I'm gonna go. Category. I'm going to go a different direction on this one. Offensively, to me, at this point, I'm going to say that Caleb Smith would be a surprise starter for me. Because... Okay. I know bringing like him it in would surprise you if he starts basically. Yeah, it really would because he's been injured and that injury, he's kind of getting Wally pipped. Like I feel like the guys that are not injured who have been on the roster are, have surpassed him. I mean, and the little bit that we've seen of him it hasn't been super impressive to be honest. So I feel like if he starts, that would surprise me because I think that would be a kind of a mercy start, like a, like, hey, we brought you in to start. We're going to start you. But I feel like he's kind of dropped on the depth chart a little bit with kind of the ascendance uh, or the ascension, excuse me, of the guys that are out there practicing right now. Sure. That makes sense. So I'm surprised go- in a bad way, I guess, because I think those other yeah. guys should start ahead of them. Yeah. Go back to the quarterbacks. Jeff Brown, how close has the quarterback competition been? From Brian's comments and his practice report, Buckner was better than Hartman. Is it due to Tyler Buckner's comfort level with the offense and wide receivers, or has he improved that much? Okay, I'm going to take this in a couple of different pieces. He has improved greatly. I think his timing is better. I think his mechanics are better. I think his decision-making is better, even from you know the fall to now, even though not that much time has surpassed. I get that. But I think he has gotten better. There, there's no comparison between Tyler Buckner who was the starter last year at basically at this time to the Tyler Buckner that is competing for a starting position this year he's definitely everything's, better. everything's a lot more fluid right now yeah and it, I feel like his ball's coming out a little bit stronger a little hotter a little tighter On you know target. all of it I I think that he, guys better yeah I think that he's gotten a lot better I will also say yes of course I think his comfort level with the offense and with the receivers that's it's absolutely a piece of it. And I think specifically to today with the way that they were running practice, I think that that was absolutely a factor, right? I think we can all agree on that. Now, how close is the quarterback competition? That's honestly a question that I would love to ask some of the people closer to the program, because we just haven't seen enough to kind of know where the coaches heads are with this. I, I mean, I still think that Hartman is probably the leader in the clubhouse, regardless of the fact that, you know, he's running with the twos today. So, you know, maybe he wasn't as on as he could have been or whatever. I get all that. Um, but Tyler Buckner's not going off into the night, like quietly. I, I do think that it is a competition. I don't know how close of a competition it is, but again, I think you could be happy with either guy as a starter, but I still think Sam Hartman is going to be the starter. I would agree with that. And I think that one thing, and I do think the familiarity with the receivers is a legitimate thing, you know, like you, sure. you, you just have a feel for each other. Now, 
the young guys, the freshmen, they've all been here the same amount of time as as Sam Hartman, you know. So, but it's it's mostly, you know, like with Tyler Buckner, it's more Deion Colsey specifically. You see something there, and you see something with Tobias Merriweather as well, who sure, you know, was with Tyler Buckner last year. I'll say this, like even though they don't have official practices and all that stuff over the summer and there are workouts, the quarterbacks are going to get the, with the receivers and they'll be oh, running yeah. routes and, you know, all working on long. all that stuff <laughs> all, all summer long. You know, they're on campus together for what, two months basically out there, a month and a half, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So like what we're seeing right now on day one of fall camp could look a lot different. Yes. Just, just because of that basic thing, the fact that they'll have some time together where they can get out there and do nothing, you know, like Sam Hartman, you know, throwing to those guys. And Buckner will be out there with with guys too. But uh, you know, that's it'll it it can look a lot different. And I, and I would expect it to look a lot different once yeah. ball camp rolls around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see everything's gonna get better, especially from you know, like you said, the the relationship between the receivers and the quarterbacks only gets better mm-hmm. over the summer. You got a lot of player led. Stuff that they do and the workouts and all of that. And I think the relationship between Buckner and uh, Hartman is really good at the moment from everything I can tell from body language on the field when we're at practice, you know, things like that. And again, Tyler Buckner taking this as a serious competition and pushing Sam Hartman is only a positive for the program, for Sam, for Tyler, for everybody, for everybody. Um, and one of the guys, uh, say, who was it? Oh, Anthony, he said, Tyler forgot that he was supposed to be a backup plan this year. And that's good for him and ND <laughs> yeah. completely agree. And I want to give credit where credit's due, but he's absolutely right. He also said that Gino has played a major role in Buckner's improvement. I would give Gino some credit. Absolutely. But he hasn't been there that long. I mean, he's only been there a few weeks, but if, he deserves the credit that I'm going to give it to him. I mean, uh, I was never, I was never a hundred percent on board with the whole, Oh, we need a different quarterbacks coach. Who isn't the offensive coordinator like that seemed like a ridiculous argument to me, but Gino is a dedicated quarterbacks coach. Like that's his craft. Like that's what right. he does. But he's working with Sam Hartman too. So it's not like he's just Absolutely. working with Tyler. Butler. Oh, hundred percent. So. I, but, but like I said, he's a quarterbacks coach. Like, Tommy was an offensive coordinator who coached quarterbacks, right? And everybody's like, you got to bring in somebody different and blah, 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 like, which was impossible. You can only have so many assistants. But I do see where this is beneficial as well, that Gino is a quarterbacks coach. Like, that can only benefit. That's not going to hurt. It can only benefit. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, And Taylor is ready to bench Hartman already. If he starts slow... (laughs) Missing some easy ones, with but the team wins. Will he stay the starter? Oh, man, I hate these kinds of questions. This is just a tough road to start you. going down right it now. It really is. Like, and when, when you it's, look at it's, the first game, it's ultimately going to come down to a gut feel yeah. of, you know, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the quarterback's coach in, you know, getting together and discussing that, what they're seeing every day. And, you know, like, like Brian Kelly made that move midstream going to Ian book over Brandon mm-hmm. Wimbush, you know, and there was all the, you know, is book going to play and, you know, all this different <laughs> right. stuff. And then all right. of a sudden here comes Ian book and he, he's the starter. 
for the rest right. of the season. And it's it's only I guess we'll have to cross that road when we get there because it is a huge hypothetical right now. Let's just let's just <laughs> wait and see. Let's just wait and see when we get yeah. there. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think it's going to be interesting. And the other thing is, I mean, gosh, I hate to say this because it's going to sound I don't know how it's going to sound, but like you and I could quarterback Notre Dame for the first three games and probably <laughs> they would still win. You know what I mean? Because you just hand off all day. Don't go too far because we thought. I know. I know. I, know. I would have said that about Marshall too. So I, I said. I, I said all they had to do was show up and beat Stanford, and look what happened. So. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I said the same thing, and I still believe that to this day. And they lost to both of those teams. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I hope that obviously doesn't happen. Hopefully, they've gotten there. You know, look, Sam Hartman has played a ton of football. Like, I just don't feel like he's going to come out and just be flat. I, I just, I have a hard time seeing that. But you have to evaluate it each game as it comes and, and what those mistakes look like. And, and you know, are they going three and out? Well, you know, and the other thing State? is, like, we've never seen Sam Hartman in a spring setting before. You know, yeah, like, very true. You know, does, you know, is he, is he working on some things? Is he just kind of, you know, like, we've, we've just never seen that before. So we have nothing to compare that to. And, you know, really, we've never seen Sam Hartman up close and personal like this. So it's right. a, it's it's completely different for everybody. It is a new system that he is mm-hmm. working in. It's a whole new set of coaches, whole new set of receivers, whole new offense, and the whole thing. So right, he's a talented guy. He he just hasn't looked perfect when we've seen him sure. out there. You know? Yeah. It's it's not like he's throwing a bunch of interceptions that we've seen. Right. And yeah. again, that's not all on the quarterback at times too. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. the nature of the program and I, you know, the practice I mean, it's the relationship with the receiver. Like there's just so many pieces and parts and it's April 12th. Like there's so much time between now and August 26th or whenever it is that they're in Dublin playing Navy and yeah. I'm going to hang on just say I'm writing this down. Someone's given us a, a show topic once again because this is <laughs> this is too much for Brock. It's a great it's a great topic, but I think it's too much for right now. <laughs> so, Could be great like, for Monday though. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he asked how we would grade each position from bad, decent, good, and elite. That is uh, that that's is a, a full show one. topic right there. So that's and there's we'll, we'll jump into that in detail very soon. Yeah, so there's like pieces and parts to that too. So like we are, I think we should almost rank them like uh, you know, national championship, playoff, you know, uh, New Year's Six, <laughs> other. I like that. I like. You that. know what I mean? Like, where do yeah. they stack up? Middling bowl, <laughs> yeah, right? Tier bowl, whatever. Right. <laughs> Tier three exactly. bowl. <laughs> right. Exactly. The poinsettia bowl. Yeah, that's right. All right. So I like that. But we're not going to jump into that today. There's too much there. I love it too. Yeah, you have yeah. to tune in. You give us a chance to get in. more. Give us a chance to get more in depth on those, yeah. just like we did with the uh, the topic earlier this week. Joe, would either of you be surprised if Coach Golden decides to go with the usual suspects, JD Maris, Jack, as the starters due to their experience? Will you blame any of our young linebackers for transferring? First of all, I would actually be surprised if those are your three starters. I actually would. I, I think the other guys have shown enough to where that might not be the situation. I think we've seen Jack 
play a lot more inside than he has at Rover. I think there's a reason for that. And, and I think that I, I guess there's a possibility that you could see JD Jack and another linebacker uh, starting. So I could see that as a possibility. Would I blame any of them for transferring? That's a tough question because there's that fine line between personal and professional. And if they don't see their way onto the field, then I get it. I mean, I guess I get it. I would be upset because I still think that there's a lot of, you know, opportunity for these guys to play, uh, especially moving forward. And it would be very difficult to transfer and start right away at another place unless they go down, you know, a level. And is that really beneficial? And, you know, all of those different scenarios, right? Um, so I would be surprised if all three of those guys started. I really would. I think I would too. And I, I you know, I think you try to get inside. It, everyone panics as, as soon as someone's not playing. You know, like everyone thought, not everyone. A lot of people thought as soon as Sam Hartman announced he was coming here, Tyler Buckner was just going to run out the door just like Drew Pine did. You know, like right. everyone's different. Some of these guys and – a lot of times, now not all the time, but a lot of times, the players themselves know what their deficiencies are and why sure. they're not playing more than they're playing, and they continue to try to work on it. We're we're just assuming that because a guy comes in with a high star rating, right? He thinks that he's entitled to the field right away. Now, do they expect? To, uh, sure, they expect to play because they're highly touted guys coming sure. out of high school. But you know, most of these guys were fairly highly touted to some extent themselves, like Brian. Talked earlier today about how JD got an offer from Georgia at one point. I, I agree. I to me, Bertrand is the only yeah. locked in stone starter right now. And I've got no problem with JD Bertrand I don't either. being the starter. I, I really especially don't. like if you saw him today, you'd go, Yeah, I want that guy starting at middle mm -hmm. linebacker. There's nobody else on the middle linebacker roster who's as ready and can do what JD Bertrand can do right now. He's led the team in tackles the last two years. Right. He, you know, were there some things that he could have done better and cleaned yep. up last year? Of course. As of right now, he's done a pretty good job of that. I still think that, you know, and I can talk, we can talk to Jesse about this tomorrow since he's played middle linebacker himself. You know, like, I think that a, it, the year in the system and where he is now, what he knows, I think that knowledge is allowing him right now to play faster than he played yeah. last year knowing where he needs to be and just knowing where because like jesse was not the fastest linebacker in the world but he knew he was very assignment sound and oh, being yeah. assignment sound makes you a step faster just knowing where you're supposed to be you can cover up some other things by not you know even though you're not blazing fast by knowing where you're supposed to be because it gives you the anticipation as soon as you see it you've already started your step rather than sitting back thinking about the step and then taking it so yeah I, and i think jd is a lot farther along and i think you know some of these other guys the, the the veterans are as well but that doesn't mean i'm rubber stamping them all as the starters you know sure number eight's got the farthest to go in my eyes i completely agree with that <clears throat> completely agree with that and i don't well i don't remember what number sneed changed into is he like three or something like that but apparently he's been all over the field so i would not be surprised in any way if he, he was three. starting, yeah, I would not be surprised if he was starting at that rover position. I think that's where he's been practicing. They've been moving these guys around so much. Well, I can't even keep track we haven't of the depth seen chart. We haven't seen him the last two practices. <clears throat> right. So that's why. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's and, that's the other thing is we haven't yeah. seen Snead or Kali the last two practices, so we have nothing to compare it to right now. I I would I was reading a question that there's no way I can answer. Um, I was going to say throw it up there if you want to. Yeah, no, this is another this is another like show topic. I think <laughs> on the 23 schedule, which team has better position by position players than Notre wow. Dame, and what would your over under be? Like that's that's going to take some research, man. Like yes. I have no idea. I have no idea, Michael. But that's a great question. I love that. It's a great question. It totally caught me off guard, and I totally lost my uh, train of thought on what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm writing that down <clears throat> so we don't forget it. Yeah, but no. But I, I mean, I'll far- tell you what. I tell you what. Something that, like, especially for like Ohio State, Clemson, uh, USC, maybe even Navy, since Notre Dame plays them first, I'm I'm probably gonna have some of those uh, beat writers on from those teams here nice. in, in the coming weeks, like post spring kind of see how spring went for them and those like ohio state plays their blue or their blue their spring game this week and uh i think clemson has already played theirs if they're not they're getting ready to and usc is you know just about everyone's coming i'm interested to see how you know navy's got a new head coach you know what right what's that gonna be like you know are they looking forward to going to dublin blah 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 you know all that fun stuff but um yeah, JD is a starter. No problem with that. I, I, you know, they struggled against the dive against Navy because JD Bertrand was injured. Period. End of yeah. discussion. If he was in that game, that game is a blowout. I'm sorry because the only way that a triple option is successful is if the dive is an option. He would have taken that away, and that's just about being a Simon Sound, just like you said. That, and so, that was, and that's again. You can ask Jesse about that because he averaged yeah. like 18 tackles a game yeah. when they played Mishawaka's triple option. Yes, in high school. So. Absolutely, <laughs> shut that down. You, I mean, you shut it down, and it, and that's how you shut down the option. You shut down the the dive, right? So, I just think that he's way too valuable not to have on the field. And the other guys are in debate. I get that. I think I think there's a place for Kaiser, whether he's a starter or a rotator. I don't really care because to me. I think they're going to rotate enough that starting is whatever. Uh, but those are the two I want to see on the field at some point, right? And I think I think Sneed belongs on the field. I think Prince Kali deserves some snaps. I think, you know, a, a see, lot of those guys. Like one thing we have a direct comparison on is when Kaiser plays Will versus when Leofau yeah. plays Will. And the difference is, again, Leofau is not, completely out of place he's in the spot that he needs to be he's just not making plays right whereas bertrand playing that exact same position is out there consistently making plays and that's why you know it's 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 a broken record but that's that's why i, I like jd so much better and to yeah. brian's point you know like jay or not jd uh jack so much better and you know his body is not the same size as JD Bertrand. And so can he hold up over a full season? Probably not. But if he got a considerable, like if he took what 30 to 40% or even, you know, 50% of the snaps there at will linebacker, I think that that would be a good, you know, because then like if he took early down snaps there, and then you're using some of these other guys who are, you know, different athletically, you know, in, in nickel and dime situations and stuff like that, you know, like Ziegler is, is a possibility. Kali is probably a possibility, you know, Sneed in there and that's, as well. That's the good thing with the depth that they have at linebacker too. Right. I want to see some packages like, and, and even from game to game, you know, you play a run heavy team, 
you get your run-heavy guys in there. You play a pass-heavy team like a USC or maybe even Ohio State, although I think they're going to be a little bit more run, even though they've got the best wide receiver in the country. You know, you you you, you can sub guys because, like, people were saying, well, you know, JD and Jack, sometimes they struggle against pass teams. Okay, I get that. you got some other guys that can do really well in pass coverage, you know. I think they are deep enough to be able to do that, and I think Al Golden is smart enough to make that happen. We'll just have to see what those rotations and what those game-to-game looks look like when fall finally hits. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jacob, what auto insurance company should I go with? I don't even know why I started that. I just thought it was funny <laughs> from Jacob. I appreciate the question. Uh, I go I go with the the uh, the cheapest one out there because I'm a cheapskate, and as long as I'm covered, I'm good. So we are a progressive family. Yeah, we used to be progressive, but you know like what happened with a few of our automobiles. Like there were accidents <laughs> that were not our fault, but two like the one where you vehicles. weren't even in the car. Yes, and it got flipped up in the air because a <laughs> drunk guy without a license, you know, rammed into the back of it. And yes, yes, that one, they ended up canceling us because we had too many claims, even though they weren't our. Wow. Fault. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you weren't even in the car. Like, I know. That's supposed to do exactly. that? And it wasn't just that, but there was another, oh. you know, like thing that my wife was involved in and, you know, a cement truck hit her car oh, about a year or so later. Yeah. We've, we we had to, re, you know, we, the one got totaled. So we got, you know, a new one. Right. And we, and we had Ford Escapes. You know, we went from one Ford Escape to a newer model Ford Escape. That one got, the second one got hit by a cement truck after the first one got totaled by a drunk driver. And then, you know, so that one ends up getting totaled. And then we got another one. And I think that there was like a transmission issue or something, you know, so it's like, we're actually on our fourth Ford Escape. Wow. You're just sticking with the brand. Yeah. I mean, they've they've held up well as long as <laughs> someone hasn't run into them and totaled them. So, <laughs> wow. Like them. 
In fact, it was so confusing that I thought we still had a CD player. The old one had a CD player. We traded it in. And the new one doesn't have a CD player. I was trying to play CDs the other day. I was like, what happened to the CD player? I know we used to have one. Because the inside of the car looks exactly the same. I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe the cars have advanced beyond CDs. That just makes us old. I know. It's all Bluetooth now. It's crazy. David wants to know when we're at practice, who's the first player we look for? If you had a choice, what position group would you watch first? I mean, to be honest with you, so, I mean, obviously it varies year to year. This year, the first two people I was looking for were Sam Hartman and Tobias Merriweather. Those are the two. And I watch both of those groups, and usually they're together, so it makes it easier. But I was always an offensive coordinator, offensive type coach, coached wide receivers, coached quarterbacks. So, like, I am naturally drawn to that side of the football and to those two position groups. And let's be honest, it's the flashy side of the ball. So, um I always watch quarterbacks and I watch wide receivers and those two guys in particular. That's pretty much what I would go with. Like my eyes always go to the quarterbacks first. Always. I always, even if, even when they're just tossing the ball around doing next to nothing, that's where yeah. I always go first. Right. And I would, I agree with what you're saying. Tobias Merriweather, uh, Chris Tyree, Tyree is someone, you know, who it, we all, I think had some extra interest in early since he was playing wide receiver other than that you know like (laughs) i have actually tried to focus more time the last couple of practices on what's going on with the interior line but that's something that usually lulls me to sleep but i have tried to focus more on hard though man because they're just doing drill work usually when we're there and it's just like okay it's just like those those ridiculous camps that kids get sent to you know, it's like you can only know so much when a, from a, a defensive or offensive lineman when they're in shorts, you know, shorts and no helmets. And that's basically what these drills are, you know, and it's so it's hard to watch at times. Yes, as a coach, I can tell if they're doing something right or they're doing something wrong or whatever, but that doesn't always translate to the field, man. So and it, and then it's hard during a scrimmage situation because you're, I, you know, you're forced to kind of watch the ball. And Mm -hmm. the ball isn't usually where the defensive and offensive line are. So, yeah, I got you there. I I love this comment from Father David Penny. Vince scouts the kickers to size up his son's competition. (laughs) That's right. You're not wrong. How close is he to a scholarship? How close is he? (laughs) The the first practice that we went to, they started off with special teams, and they had two groups going, and they were kicking different places, you know. And the one kid literally missed every one. And I was like – I walked over to Brian. I go – Dylan's got a chance. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not far off, Father David. You're not far off. That's right. (laughs) Might be right on the nose, as a matter of fact. Nathan, is the defensive line bigger, stronger, and faster this year? As a whole, top to bottom? Probably. I don't know that they have the standout, like a Foskey or an Adam Alola yet. Uh, I don't. You know, can it, can we look at the defensive line right now and be like, that's a first round potential first round draft pick? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think that exists at the moment. Maybe someday, but maybe as a whole, I think they're deeper than they were. I mean, you just look at them across the line when you look at some of the guys lining up out there. I mean, like you take the Adam Alolas out, they were a little bit undersized to begin with, and then you throw in guys like and Onye and, uh, you know, like some of these other guys, Rubio and, you know, um, 
Jordan Botello is every bit as not not quite as maybe chiseled as Isaiah Foskey, but he's you know pretty good, sure, pretty uh, quick twitch himself. So you know, I would I would say it is a uh, it's definitely a more imposing looking defensive line, and we're starting to see some of it from that interior. I was talking about that on the uh, on the show earlier today. Really like the disruptiveness that we're starting to see yeah. in there. But, you know, remember, they're going against an interior themselves. You know, Notre Dame's trying to replace two offensive guards. So right. that's still kind of a work in progress. But I like what we're we're seeing in there. It is still spring for everybody. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, got a ways to go yet. Got to definitely have a ways to go for sure. Yes. Jeff wants to know if it's concerning that a supposed breakout defensive player like Batello got dominated by Joe Alt today, even though we know how good Alt is. He's going to square off against some other very good tackles during the year. No, it is not concerning because Joe Alt's an All-American. And yes, you would like to see Batello win one here or there. Uh, and I don't believe that was necessarily the case, um, you know, yesterday or today, I mean. But, you know, I think Patelho is going to be good. How many All-American tackles is he going to be going up against? I don't think that many, um, if if I'm being honest, as I look at the schedule. So yeah. I, I don't think it's something to stress about right away. I mean, Joe Alt is one of the best, if not the best left tackle in college football. And it's only going to make Patelho better every day, even if he's not winning each individual rep. Yeah. Vitello's biggest question mark is consistency. Sure. And I'm not saying that, you know, like he, you know, might not have had a good day today because he wasn't, you know, like trying his hardest or whatever, but he's going against Joe Alt, just like you said. I mean, a guy that we're talking about as a first-round draft pick. Nobody's talking about Jordan Vitello as a first-round draft pick right now. He's still right. a ton of potential trying to show that he belongs out there. And I agree with, I think, that last point that you made. It's only going to make Jordan Botello better. Like, we've talked about these O-line, D-line battles in the past, the whole iron sharpens iron and all that kind of stuff. So Jordan Botello might not have won that much today, uh, but he was out there. Like, what I like about Botello that, you know, is still a knock on Isaiah Foskey that we've talked about is Botello is at least out there trying a repertoire of moves to get around Joe Alt. None of them happened to work very well today. (laughs) But, you know, like Isaiah Foskey, you know, was predominantly just bull rush trying to power you. And, you know, if if that didn't work, there wasn't another gear to go to. So I still see a very bright future for Jordan Botello. So I'm not concerned about that. You know, again, one practice in the spring going up against an All-American type left tackle, that's that's not going to bother me too much is only going to get better from it oh boy we've got a long one here yeah 66 this is a good one though okay sean vince chat looking for help my dad was on the team from 64 to 67 he said he recorded a sack last play of the game against michigan state in 67 he was never credited in the stat book part two he says they gave it to an offensive player his birthday is coming in may and he thought and thought it might be cool to see if I could get him in the official stat book for Notre Dame. Does anyone have any thoughts? So my thought would be to reach out <clears throat> to the the program, reach out to Notre Dame football. Uh, there's plenty of people 
on the website, uh, Katie Lodergan would be one. Alan Wisniewski would be another one. And you just let them know you, that exactly what you just told us. I mean, they're going to be open. He was on the team. Like they're going to talk to you. You know, they're not, I don't, I wouldn't imagine that they're going to shut you down uh, like that. So I, I would say reach out, man. Uh, that's the best way to do it. I mean, obviously we don't have any control over that sort of thing. You're going to have to go through the program. Um, this would be the time to do it because it's and not that kind of the stuff season. happens all the time where yeah. like, Oh, absolutely. You know, especially back then when stuff wasn't computerized and it, you sure. know, like, well, you obviously you have the same number, you know, two guys with the same number, one on offense, one on defense that, and yep. you've seen it in post-game stats before. We're like, Oh, how did that guy end up with a rushing yard or how did that, right. you know, whatever it happens to be, he didn't have a reception, you know, that kind of stuff. But fortunately, yeah. Because of how good just film and everything else is now, it's pretty easy to correct. But in 1967, uh, it was a lot different. And, <laughs> and if it never went unchecked, then yeah, give them give them a shout. I would include probably you know what number <laughs> it was and sure. see if you can get it get it corrected. That would be pretty cool if it happened. And I would you know I know his birthday's in May. You know you could try to reach out now, but they're going to be way less busy once spring ball's over. You know what I mean? And so. You know, you might have an opportunity since it's kind of the off season. I, I would absolutely go after it, man. Why not? Just bug them until they respond. You know, and I'm not saying they won't respond, but you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, man. All right, hit the like button on your way out. We appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us that five star rating and leave a comment on your podcast platform as well. Vince, I will talk to you later. We'll talk to everybody else very soon on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.